right, I'm going to give you a real mic check. Um, I'm real mic check because I'm going to try to relax a little bit to the back. Do that joint I'm getting a snack. And I don't even know, man, where I got the death. Hey, oh, look, yo, yo, got the bat, the bat. Hey, I'm Batman <laughs> on my chest. Better watch that gentleman. You can't contest. Hey, I don't even know what you're talking about. Better watch this gentleman in my mouth. Hey, I'm sitting in the chair. I don't even care. I ain't got no hair. I'm bald as shit. <laughs> you're not even wearing a Batman shirt. We're just spinning with the guys you never sleep. Oh, boys, with a new flavor in your ear every week. We talk about any and everything, even out of space. Tune into the crew and fill your intellectual place with the what up, y'all. Welcome to Spinning Go All Out, keeping it real or lit. Season 2. Will on a mic, Harry on his right. It's your boy Ace in a place, cause boom goes a dynamite. What up, y'all? Welcome to a very special episode of World's, World's Just, Just Spinning. Spinning. In front of the mic, back after a very, very long hiatus, you got Will. And in front of me tonight, we got... It's your boy, Ace. My boy, Ace. Um, World's Just Spinning, uh, we appreciate you guys who have been hanging out, asking about the pod, asking when we we're coming back. Uh, obviously, we took some time off for the pandemic and everything that's going on. Uh, but, you know... We we just have so many things going on in the world right now that um, unfortunately we just decided that we can no longer uh, stay on hiatus and not have our voices be heard. Uh, we got a lot of friends, uh, family members, uh, colleagues, and and allies that we care about that are going through a lot of different things um, and and mixed emotions right now. And you know, there's a, a lot of misunderstanding and and just a lot of lack of information out there. Um, so obviously we decided to use our platform, um, not necessarily for good, but just a platform to express ourselves. Cause you know, that's what the podcast was all about. Um, and, and it's kind of why we started it. You know, we, we started this podcast to create a platform where our voices can be heard. Even as if it's, it's by two people, um, it's always good to be heard. Uh, and, and for your, your opinions and point of views, you know, at least for us, it's important that, you know, we get that out for our chest. Um, Harry won't be with us tonight uh, for no other reason besides the fact that, honestly, I just kind of forgot to ask him. Plus, he's been uh, quarantining. Uh, so, Harry, my B-dog. Uh, but, obviously, Ace is here, um, and we're going to talk about it. Also, me and Ace work together, so, um, you know, it's easier for us to quarantine um, together. But So, we, we're going to talk about some things, but before we do, Ace, man, how you been? Um, thank I you mean, for coming by. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. And I've been, you know, doing my thing, you know, preparing for, which I don't think any of the uh, the world, the spinners know. I'm going to be going West Coast um, in a couple months. But um, other than that, just, you know, trying to stay strong in these, these trying times. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we've been vegging a little bit. Um, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about at this point, it should be very obvious. Uh, you know, our, our country, obviously me and Ace are both, uh, Americans. We're also both black males in America. Um, and our, our country has gone through something very different, um, that, you know, some of our listeners may have never lived through anything like this. I mean, to be honest, we've never like, we weren't adults when shit like this was happening. Both right. you and I are both over the age of 30. We've seen some civil rights movements and we've seen our fair share of riots. At least we've technically quote unquote lived through it. Um, but we've never had this level of, of visibility for things like this. Uh, we've never been, 
you know, old enough or wise enough to have opinions on things like this. Um, and we didn't have at the time, uh, a, a life's worth of experience to be able to reflect and talk about things like this. Um, and that's not to say that not everybody's opinion doesn't matter. And if you're under a certain age, you don't matter. No, you can experience things, um, at any age. I mean, you know, we've both experienced racism at a very young age, um, or, you know, segregation of some sort or discrimination of some sort at a young age. Um, and, you know, to say that, you know, someone who's only experienced it once can't, relate or reflect that's wrong and i'm not saying that what i'm saying is we can now uh have a more educated conversation um reflect a lot easier and, and maybe spread a better message than someone who's experienced it only once and hasn't completely lived through it for 30 plus years um so just for clarification's sake i'm going to be clarifying a lot of things today um and, and cleaning up a lot of things you know me i usually just don't give a fuck but i just don't want anybody to get the wrong idea by things that we say on this episode of the podcast um so uh, if you guys are still listening we appreciate you um if this isn't your cup of tea and something you don't want to hear that's unfortunate um feel free to turn us off uh, and i feel sorry for you unfortunately um but for everybody who wants to stick around uh, me and ace are going to dive into some topics um that you know may or may not be hard for people to hear um coming from us and and we may say some things that you disagree with feel free to comment like that's fine like keep all your racist and nasty comments to yourself but if you disagree with something that we say feel free to leave us a comment we will be more than inclined to reply i'm not here to argue I'm here to educate. I'm here to, to open dialogue and conversation so people can start to understand uh, the, the feelings of, of black America. Um, obviously, our perspective is specifically black men in America, uh, but we, Ace and I, both have sisters uh, who are black women who grew up in America. So we can speak to a lot of experiences, um, you know, so, you know, just don't misconstrue any of our perspectives. Um, you got anything you want to add before we start jumping in? Um, I mean, I did tell you before, um, off air that there was maybe, and the thing is like, I don't want to press, I'm not going to press my beliefs on anyone, um, or force anyone to believe the same way that I do, but there are a couple of different things that I have in my off time and doing in trying to get a better understanding of the Bible and how to relate that into my life that kind of also work in to the situation that we're in now. Gotcha. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm only going to read maybe two of the uh, scriptures um, and then kind of like get, well, I'll throw them in where I feel like, you know, they, they yeah, fit yeah, based yeah. off the you're conversation. You're not pushing an agenda on anybody, but your beliefs are your beliefs. And, you know, we've always been uh, open to expression and, and we're open to everybody's expression. So, you know, if, if what and how you reflect and relate ties to your religion, that's fine. Uh, obviously, you know me, like, I don't have that tie, but that that's okay for you to be able to express that. Um, so, you know, let's, let's start, I guess, kind of where it all started. Um, which is with, with George Floyd. Um, you know, first of all, rest in peace to George Floyd. Um, our prayers and condolences, obviously, to his family mm -hmm. um, and everybody who's, who's left on this earth to mourn for him. Um, very, very tragic what happened to him. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, very, very brief. I'm not going to get graphic. I'm not going to get crazy. Um, George Floyd was an African-American male uh, in Minnesota. He got arrested um, 
under, I guess there was a, con- not a conspiracy, but allegedly he was writing fake checks. Yeah, under um, false pretenses, he was apprehended. Correct. Um, it, it, from everything that I've ever fucking seen, read, and heard, didn't really seem like he was resisting arrest, uh, but he was arrested by, uh, I think I counted, what, four police officers, possibly five, uh, and there was a police officer uh, on the scene while he was cuffed and on the ground uh, who had his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight plus minutes, I believe, during the entire encounter, uh, while George uh, pled for his life, uh, repeatedly said he couldn't breathe. Uh, the cop never really acknowledged George um, or his pleas for help um, and continued to knee on his neck. Later, George died, obviously. Uh, and that's what caused the, the big uproar, uh, for change in our country, because honestly, uh, black people were just really just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of us kind of hit the enough is enough. So, you know, the death of George Floyd that day, um, definitely sparked, uh, a fire in, in black America. And I'm going to refer to it as black America a lot. Um, just so you understand, um, you know, it, it makes it easy to separate and, and understand what we're talking about. So, um, you know, it's fucked up, man. Like I, I watched the video. I don't know if you watched the video. Uh, I didn't watch it in its entirety because I just don't like that type of violence or even that type of discrimination. So it really makes me angry. So rather than put myself through it, I saw a glimpse of what it, and I was like, I heard the story and I just was completely appalled of what I seen of the little snippet that I uh, witnessed there. And it just, it hurt me that another human being could treat another human being in that manner, whether black, white, Asian, whatever. And unfortunately it had to be white on black. black And and it's just like, and it's too, it's all too common that you see white on black all the time. And it's like, that's unacceptable. And you would think that after all of the many lives, the Trayvon Martins, the Brianna, I can't remember her last name. It's okay. Um, and Floyd George, like you see, you see enough of this discrimination. You think at, at some point that you're going to feel bad and stop doing that or change the system, change who's actually being allowed to patrol the streets and answer these type of calls. Like, I feel like if someone asked for a description of an African-American or a black male, send black police. That's what yeah, you should do. I Don't mean, send any. But it's a shame that you have to do that. I know, but like, I feel like that's what it should it, be done now. It's entirely insane that you, like, like you know, like, it's like if you ever go to a sporting event, right? Like, if, you, if you're a female and you're going into a sporting event where you have to be frisked, they frisk you with a female, female mm-hmm. security officer, right? But, like... It's weird to think that we have to say now, well, if it's a black man committing a crime or allegedly committed a crime, send a black cop. Like, no, that shouldn't be a thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just shouldn't. Like, it, it that's unfair to to everyone. That's unfair to cops, right? To, to say, like, hey, man, like, whatever you were about to do, there's a uh, an alleged black guy doing something bad, so you're a black cop, so now you got to go handle that. I don't care what else you were trying to do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just it's, unfair it's for a, everybody. It's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that we can't just treat people equally like humans, right? Like, and it's insane. Now, off of George Floyd, obviously, and not off of it, that's going to keep coming up all, all episode. But, you know, the, the protests got hot and heavy and the riots kind of started because the police officer who 
kneeled on George's neck wasn't immediately arrested. Now, keep in mind, this video came out day of, bro. Like, like it was quick. Like, he died and the video was already online. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they still didn't arrest the cop who was kneeling on his neck. It took them two days to arrest that man. In those two days is where everything escalated. And it escalated. And, and for, for people who constantly keep saying, I don't understand the, the, the aggression and the passion, listen. Because it took two days with a video being online and circulating. We had to watch that video and watch a, a, a fellow black man get murdered for two days. before For 48 hours before they even arrested this cop. I'm sorry, my man, but you know you knelt on that dude's neck for eight minutes. Mm -hmm. You're a cop. You're supposed to uphold the law. You know you broke the law. Just turn yourself in. Why do you shouldn't even have waited two days? You should be like, damn, I'm really, I really fucked up. Go home, talk to my family, let them know what happened. I'm gonna go down to the precinct and turn myself in right away. Like, yo, even before they arrest you, arrest yourself, bro, because you broke the law. But nah, we had to wait for two days with no statement. The president didn't even really say shit, right? Like, the, the, that's the crazy thing is the problem is no one responded. Now, I wouldn't expect. Now, here's the thing. I understand if you commit a crime, if you are of good moral standard, you're going to turn yourself in. Now, granted, there are plenty of people who've done wrongdoings and don't turn themselves in. The problem is that if that was the case and someone was to call out the police and have somebody get it, they would answer that response. They didn't have to be turning themselves in, but the, the call to action would have been a lot sooner. Yeah. And that's the part that's like, I'm. I mean, that's disgusting, in terms of the fact that it would take that long to get that call to action for something that that is, that wrong. Like you, you took a, a man's life, yeah. And and in any other sense, you know how they say the statute of limitations for murder is. We talked about this on one of the other podcasts. Is indefinite. Mm -hmm. Time it time and time over. It doesn't matter how long ago you did it, you can be tried. Correct. The problem is if every time they heard about a murder, they or someone being killed, they responded very quickly. Mm -hmm. In this response, they should have responded a lot sooner based off of past issues of the same problem yeah it's the same type of it's 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 honestly a crime all in itself it yes at this point we need to stop calling it murder and start calling it something else there needs to be a different name for when a cop murders a a, a civilian there, there has to be a different name for that because it's a defenseless civilian being murdered by a cop like we got to stop associating this with regular ass murder right because this is a trained individual who should know better mm -hmm. murdering a defenseless man I don't give a fuck what he did leading up to that. He could have punched an old, a 90-year-old lady. You still don't knee on somebody's neck for fucking eight minutes while they say, I can't breathe. That's true. You just don't do it. Mm -mm. Like, that's fucked up. I don't care what he did leading up to it. But the problem is, people will try and pick it apart. They, the, the news that came out, well, you know, he had us, upper, George Floyd did have upper respiratory issues, and his body wasn't all the way 100% right, so that did help contribute to his death. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I don't want to hear that. He still would have been alive if somebody didn't kneel on his neck for eight minutes. He would still be with us. 
with all his health complications. He would still be with us. But that shit was aggravated because somebody decided to kneel on his neck for eight minutes while he said, I can't breathe. Mm. And again, we're dealing with a case of someone saying, I can't breathe. Who was the other gentleman? Eric Bessemer. I think that was his name. I could be wrong. Whatever. But another one where someone got choked out by a cop where he pleads, I can't breathe on video. And that cop got off scot-free. Let's not talk about that. I don't even want to dig deeper. But then let's talk about around the same time George Floyd got murdered. We had our man uh, Christian Cooper up in New York. The bird watcher guy. You bird hear about watcher, this story? Yeah, yeah. You, um, I've seen the video for that. And that too. That is just like, that is so fuel to the we'll flame. We'll break it down before we go into it, right? So African-American man gone bird watching in Central Park. Right where people go bird watching, it's a normal thing there. Ask a, a white woman to put her dog on a leash because her dog was off the leash, and you're, it's illegal in Central Park to have your dog off the leash if you guys aren't aware. He asked her to put her dog on a leash in that particular part of the park too, because the dogs could possibly kill or eat the birds or scare them away. If you're there bird yeah. watching, it scares away a bird, right? So he asked her to put on her dog on a leash. Now this part's not on video, right? But the part that he captured on video was her getting aggressive so she you know i guess was upset so she's got her dog by the collar and she starts approaching him you hear him in the video say please don't come close to me then like she says well stop filming me stop i'm gonna take a picture of you and call the cops i'm gonna call the cops and tell them there's an african-american man threatening my life now not once in the video do you ever hear this man make a threat he actually says please don't come close to me in the video is the first thing that you hear him say Mm -hmm. in the video which is wild yeah please don't come close to me you know because we're in the middle of a pandemic and i don't want your fucking germs right like that's what i imagine was the please don't come close to me she wasn't even wearing a mask she was wearing a mask at first she takes it down to talk to the cops when she calls him on the phone Mm -hmm. but literally she tells this man I'm going to call the cops and tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Not a man. Not a human. Not a person. An African-American man. She used being African-American as a threat. And And then she mm. proceeds to call the cops. And her opening statement is, I'm in Central Park. There's an African-American man threatening my life. And then you hear her repeat it again. She uses it two times in her opening statement. And then she starts to panic towards the end of it. And, well, she didn't even panic. And she puts on an act because it doesn't sound like whoever the dispatcher is is taking her very seriously is the problem. So when they don't sound like they're taking her seriously, she sounds like now she's in tears. She starts sobbing. Her voice sounds very worried. She starts to warble a little bit. There's a man. See, she got so panicked and in her act that she stopped saying the African-American man when she realized that it wasn't working and didn't do what she wanted to do. And if you watch the video and you listen, she opens with African-American man two times. And then the last time she says it, she says there's a man. She just gets into a panic now because what she wanted, she wasn't winning. It wasn't happening. So her last statement is, there's a man threatening me. Please send help. She drops the African-American part, which is crazy, right? Like, she opened with African-American because she thought there was going to be a means to a fucking end. And this time it backfired. But what if it didn't? What if the person on the other end took it seriously? See, that is the point that I was trying to make there in terms of where I said that's the fuel to the flame of this injustice that's going on. Mainly because of the fact that if you can sit up here and make a statement off of a person's skin color to threaten them for their own harm like to be able to say oh if i call the police and say to you're african-american 
best believe they're going to come and get you. You've seen what they've done to everyone else, so you don't want this to happen to you. That's essentially what she was implying by saying that. She's literally using being African-American as a threat to our lives, bro. That's insane to think. Like, so, like, and that, like, that right there. If you've been listening, that right there, that's just, that's just the icing on the cake of what's been going on in America for the past few decades, bro. Like, like, that's, we're upset just recanting this tell, and it's been, what, five days? Now, since all this started, six oh days, five days, six days, like, it's been almost a week, and we're still pissed, because our skin tone is being used as a threat to us? That's crazy. I'm going to call the cops and tell them I'm a black dude or African-American dude. That's insane. It's insane to think, but that's the life that we live and we go through, and those are the threats that we face and the fears that we have every fucking day. Like, that's how we live life, and if you don't feel that, Keep listening because you're going to feel something listening to what we got to say. I'm letting you know right now, if you didn't know, you're going to know how we feel about what's going on in America because the shit that's happening right now is crazy, but I promise you, we're going to get that change. Like it has to happen at some point. Yeah, it does. And that brings me to the first time that I want to actually talk about the good book. Go for it. Alright, so it's going to be Second Timothy three. Um, and I'm only gonna read five the five verses. Alright, I'm gonna do this briefly. It says, But know this that in the last days critical times hard to deal with will be here. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, haughty, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, disloyal, having no natural affection. That right there, having no natural affection, not open to any agreement slanderers without self-control fierce without love of goodness betrayers headstrong puffed up with pride lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of god having an appearance of godliness but proving false to his power and from these things you should turn away that right there it, it just brings me to 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 the fact that like this right here is kind of what those critical times are describing this is that we're living in right now. So, and in perspective of what you're seeing, it's like things are turned are, are happening the way that it was foretold that they were going to happen. And so this like coming out and seeing this type of stuff before, like it was, it was really, it, it hurt my heart. Right. Yeah. And and then knowing that in the end. For for I mean, those of you to believe that's it's going to change, like you're saying, that change is going to to come. And these critical days are how you know that change is on its way. And, you know, while we're we're talking about change, you know, and and what's inciting change, you know, um, somebody earlier asked me you know my opinions one of my good friends ortiz you know homie lives up in new york you know he's going through a lot too right now um and and ortiz is of latino descent not that that's important but it's important to know uh but you know he he asked me you know what my feelings were currently on the protests that are going on and to be honest you know and and a lot of people have been asking me like what are my feelings on the protests right and let me let me just start by saying this um, for all the rioting and looting that's going on in the major cities and the big cities and the small cities and just 
period, in America. All the all the rioting and looting that's happening is wrong. I got you. Looting is very wrong. Destruction of property, wrong. Shouldn't happen, but sometimes it does happen. And it's not necessary, but it's understood. Like, I don't think it's necessary to break into things and steal shit and put things on fire and blow shit up. But I understand it and I get it. And to me, it 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 makes sense because we're so upset. And and if you refuse to listen to somebody for years and you continually to tr- you continue to treat that person differently and you continue to treat them bad and you murder their people and you 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 walk across the street when they approach you and you you look at them differently and you fear them for no reason and you deny them jobs because of their their name or their skin tone and you pull them over on false pretenses cuz they look different than you and you know you you don't listen to what they have to say when they tell you I can't breathe as you're choking them and you shoot them with their hands above their head because they're not a fucking threat you shoot them in the back when they jog and run away you break into their house shoot them in cold blood and then you tell the press the cops and everybody else even though you're a cop yourself that I thought I was at my house and he was a home invader when you continue to do that to our people we get frustrated like we stop listening to what you have to say and we stop trying to talk and we stop being peaceful because peaceful protests got us nowhere look at Colin Kaepernick and everybody else who followed his motto, right? All Colin Kaepernick did was kneel during the Pledge of Allegiance, right? So he did. Why did he kneel? Well, kneeling because of police brutality. I don't believe in what the National Anthem says right now, so I'm going to kneel. I'm going to take a knee. I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to take off my hat, put my hand over my heart. I'm just going to kneel. I don't believe in what it has to say. I'm going to use my platform for good. I'm going to let America know that I don't believe in those words, period but he specifically said it was for police brutality the same thing that we are fucking rioting for and protesting for right now police brutality and since Colin Kaepernick started kneeling look at how many deaths we've had unwrongfully done by police on black Americans it's crazy to think but there's been a a handful and there's been a lot of it just keeps happening right Mm -hmm. but we were peaceful and look how they treated Colin Kaepernick they got him the fuck out of the NFL he got blackballed, doesn't have a job. There were other people who decided to kneel with Colin Kaepernick, and they got them the fuck out of the NFL. He couldn't even get a job. Like, you see what I'm saying? Nike said, we stand for Colin Kaepernick, and what the people who didn't believe in what Colin Kaepernick said? What'd they do? They turned around and burned their Nike shoes in their backyards and filmed it and put it online. Crazy, right? Violence to a peaceful protest. Nobody wanted to listen. Everybody wanted to twist his words and make it seem like he was protesting for something else. But damn, he was very peaceful. He never attacked anybody. Didn't riot. Didn't loot. Never burned anything. All he did was take a knee. Lost his job. Lost a million dollar, couple million dollars in contracts. And then when someone said, hey, man, I support what you're doing. I believe you. I hear your message. What did they do? They said, oh, well, fuck you too, Nike. We don't believe in you either. We're not going to use your product. We're going to burn your shit. Fast forward a couple years. Shit's still happening. You stop believing. You you stop hearing us. You never heard us. We kept talking, but you never heard us. So now we we act. Because the time for words was done. We tried that for years. The peacefulness is kind of out of the window. 
you put us in a corner. Right? Right. Any so person back into a corner. Yeah, I mean You're gonna lash out. And I agree hundred percent in terms of why someone would react in the way that we did because of the fact that given all of the other acts that we've done to, you know, address the situation, this is the one that we haven't done in a while that seemed to have gotten results or some change in the past. Oh, we've gotten some change. We've moved the needle a bit, right? Like, we're a long way from, you know, uh, uh, nineteen the 1950s and 60s when, when we had you know, all kinds of marches on the Capitol and, you know, desegregation laws and all kinds of shit that we were going through. We were a long way from the Jim Crow shit. We're a long way from, you know, the, 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 what are the Colorado nine or whatever it was like, we're a long way from that. Like black kids can now go to schools without getting spit at and rocks thrown at them. And we don't have to use a separate water fountain and we can sit at the counter and in the front of the bus and we can do all that. We can vote. We don't have to be literate to vote anymore. Like we could get, we got past a lot of that, but we still are going through struggles that, people refuse to acknowledge because they think because laws are written, racism doesn't exist and segregation doesn't exist and discrimination doesn't exist. They think because we by law have civil rights that our actual rights aren't being denied to us, but they are. And the problem is like when you think about it at this point in 2020, we're no longer talking about a movement. You feel me? It's no longer a a civil rights movement in this time, in this era, it's, it's more of a civil rights war. And in war, there's always going to be collateral damage. It's never right, but it happens. And if a cop car gets burned or if a storefront gets looted, guess what? That's collateral damage. The United States government makes collateral damage to you. It seems like it's nothing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, now that you bring that up, I remember hearing um, that, that they were trying to uh, throw tear gas yesterday and blew up one of their own police cars burned one of their own cruisers the 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 protesters for that it's insane right but that's how media puts a spin on it man like and and to to think i don't know if you saw this but like this was i guess like day one of protesting in in uh minnesota you know cnn was covering it and one of the cnn reporters got arrested right now his whole crew got arrested mind you but the cnn reporter was a black guy now his crew was white and they all got arrested. That's cool. But let me just break down to you the video real quick. Let me show you what I saw from my perspective. And I could be wrong and I could be irrational. But this is how a black man sees this video. A CNN reporter is talking to the police in the middle of a protest. And he's showing them his press pass, mind you, in the air, in their face, just showing it to you. He says words like this. Yes, yeah, sir. We're just here with CNN. My name is such and such. We'll move wherever you want us to be. We were just trying to get out of your way. You tell us where to go. We'll go wherever you tell us. This is where they told us to stand. We saw you coming through. We'll go wherever you need us to be. No response from the cops. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just, I just wanted to, you know, I just want to be out of your way and make things easy for you. So you just tell us where you want us to move and we'll move there from the reporter. He says, not a response. A couple seconds later, you're under arrest. Put your hands behind your back. Now, granted, maybe his their responses weren't picked up by the cameras and the microphones, but why, why am I being arrested? No response. Well, sir, can you let me know why I'm being put under arrest? No response. Two cops, mind you, putting his hands behind his back. Two cops, mind you, on the black man, arrest him. Two cops walk him away and out of the crowd, right? 
his producer steps up. Why is he being arrested? So you're under arrest too. Why is he, why am I being arrested? Now his producer is a shorter white man. One cop puts him on handcuffs, walks him away. Cameraman talking to the people in his ear. Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. just got arrested. I think I'm going to be arrested next. You know, yada, yada. I'm going to ask the cops why I'm being arrested. They still haven't told us. So cameraman, white man asks why he's being arrested. One cop takes him, gently puts his camera down on the ground. No roughness, no aggression. Puts his hand behind his back, walks him away. Now, the only difference I noticed was the reporter was very polite, told literally all the cops, hey, man, like, where you want me to be? This is my press pass, by the way. I'm allowed to be here. If I'm in your way, tell me. I'll move. Tell me. Put me where you want me to be. Literally asked them that. But two cops had to arrest him. One cop arrested everybody else. Mind you, there's plenty of cops everywhere. You're in the middle of a protest. Don't you think you should limit the resources that you expunge on people? You got a man who's not resisting. Why'd you put two cops on him, but one on everybody else? Now, is that being extreme? Probably. But that's how we think and that's how we see things. You understand? Because that's that's treating us different. The most minimal things are different. But people don't see that. And the problem is that when we speak up about that difference, then it's like, oh, you always got to blame it on the color. You always got to blame it on the race thing. But it's like, if it weren't that race thing, you probably wouldn't act that way. Big facts. So Super correct. It's almost like you're trying to, or one would be trying to undermine the other because of the way that they look or their appearance. And when it, when all said and done, all it is, is treat another person the way you would want to be treated. Like, would you want someone to arrest you and put their neck or their knee on your neck? Would you want them to shoot you as you're walking away from them? Would you want them to actually beat you down, jump you when you were not resisting arrest at all? Like if you put yourself in the shoes of the people who you are wronging, you're more than likely not going to treat them in that manner. Because you wouldn't want that to be done to you. And that's the problem where, because I'm not in your skin, I don't have to see things from your eyes. And that's the issue. When you start to recognize that, okay, I'm a person, even if, even if you you just recognize that I'm, I'm black. Yes. See that I'm black. And now put your shoot, your, your mind in my body. How would you react knowing how you or we're just about to treat me. How would you react? It's a fact, man. And it, it's like, it, it's crazy to think, but like people don't treat us like humans. Like we're not, we're not asking for much. We're just asking to be treated fairly, bro. Like we're not asking to be treated different or to be elevated. We're asking to be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I don't, I don't think people get man. Like when I, when I see people on social media and, and they say they got, first of all, social media for me in the past five to six days has been one of the most stressful things to, to fucking observe because I like, don't want to go on social media. Right. Cause I don't really like, I don't want to have to see the negative. Right. But then, Also, I go on social media because it's a very great source of real news because I have people that are in the middle of these protests and these riots and they're sending images, 
live feeds and videos and you know like it, so you're getting real and raw material that you can actually form an opinion with and you you also get to see kind words from certain people and you also get to check in on your friends that you haven't seen who live across the world or across the country and make sure that they're okay and they're they're not out you know in, in the riots and they're not under arrest and they're they're safe but then you get to see the ignorance man and and there is such an ignorance in in the world right now and and it's crazy there's such an ignorance in my world because i have friends who post ignorant shit and i don't mean ignorant as in rude i mean ignorant as in uneducated and i, I you're just like you seem you sound and you look dumb when you post stupid shit i'm sorry like i understand that you don't agree with looting and you don't agree with the riots but to say a statement like y'all are stupid for looting and rioting we had your back but you lost it all what i'm sorry because we were so upset to the point that you couldn't understand because let me just let me let people know real quick if you're not black you will never understand what it's like to be black period that's on period and i'm gonna say it one more time for the people in the back who might not have heard me or just tuned in if you are not black you will never understand what it is like to be black period it's impossible because the things that we deal with sometimes are so subtle that you won't see it you're blind to it and you might actually be the one doing it not realizing that you did it it could be you there's microaggressions right then we have we've some- talked about microaggressions here for a long time but it could be you you could be part of the problem and you don't feel it you don't see it but you do it and you just don't you you can't comprehend it because you're not black it Mm -hmm. it's not me trying to be unfair or or rude or mean i'm just letting you know straight up i'm gonna say it for a third time if you are not black you can never truly understand what it's like to be black it's impossible period it's you just can't do it now it is very possible for you to be an ally it is very fucking possible for you to to try and understand man we appreciate that i'm gonna let you know right now black people appreciate it when a non-black person tries to understand but trying to understand is is one thing you ask questions you don't make assumptions ask a black person Ask several. We will let you know. We're not afraid to talk and discuss. Now, I don't mean to backtrack. Backtrack. I'm going to backtrack a little bit to go back to where it says, yeah, looting is bad. Because, yeah, looting is bad. And I do understand it from both sides. But what you guys or what everyone doesn't always see and doesn't understand is that the looting isn't all started by the protesters man that's a fucking fact. if we if you could see some of the videos of random people just starting breaking down windows and stuff and you seen the their color of their skin it wasn't black people and i don't want to i don't want to sit up here and you know do the race car but that's where we at right now hey listen and, i know there's black people out there starting looting and riding i know but, but it's I'm just not saying, just black people and that's that's the reason why I'm saying this because of the fact that when people are saying these generalizations like looting is bad or you're stupid for doing that, 
we know you're pointing it at a specific race, mm-hmm. right? You're not pointing it at every single person that's doing it. Otherwise, you would say those the people who are doing that. But you're saying you as in referring to the black race. And I'm just going to say when you overgeneralize, that's when problems come into play. Like that's when you, you start putting fuel on the fire, generalizing. When you generalize to try to put somebody in a category, that is an issue. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and say that there, there ain't some of them that are probably not doing things that they shouldn't do. And then there's just like on the, on the flip side, there are cops who are not actually doing that. Right. So essentially overgeneralizing is what causes the problem. And unfortunately we have one in office who's running the country who overgeneralizes all the time. And that's supposed to be the country's example. That's who's leading this. Did you hear his address to the situation? Man. What was it he said? Once the rioting starts, the shooting starts, he gave armed forces the permission to use firearms. The looting. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It, it. It's insane to think that, like, you know, you would think in times like this, you know what the one of the most important things for a country to have is a president. But... Our president hasn't said anything that speaks to me. Mm-mm, not at not all. a single thing. Like, you know, we were, what was that? A month ago, we had armed white men storming the Capitol, right? Because they wanted to end quarantine because they need to go outside. You know, we saw protests for shit like that. I need my, I need a haircut signs. Like those were some of the signs. Armed men. Mm. Not Mm-mm. a single, like I ain't see no tear gas. I ain't see no no flashbangs. I ain't see no riot shields. I ain't see anybody getting dragged and arrested or none of that shit. But let a black man get killed by a cop in Minnesota. Let people of his, his same exact race and color want justice. And look how the narrative changes. When looting starts, the shooting starts. That's insane because we didn't even show up with guns. We actually showed up with nothing but masks and signs. But you showed up with shields, batons, tear gas, flashbangs. And you know what's crazy? I hate to be the one to jump into conspiracy theories, but all the videos that I've seen online so far of the different cities where there's pallets of bricks just chilling there waiting. Like, what? where did these bricks come from in the non-construction zone? Why are there pallets of bricks being, like, just put out there for protesters to, to start a riot? Like, it's it's not too far-fetched to think that a, a, a white supremacist or, or a, a, a wild group of radicals would take advantage of a situation like this to make another party look bad. It's not too hard to think. Nope. Espionage is a part of war. Am Especially I right or am I wrong? You are 100% right. And never forget, like I said earlier, this is a war. Yeah, I mean, not to go back, but I'm going to go back. Look at Marcus Garvey. Look at Malcolm X. Facts. Martin Luther. Man. The Eric, Black Panthers. The amount of people who want to quote Martin Luther King, white people, I'm not even going to say amount of people, the amount of white people I've seen on my timeline and my news feed who want to quote Martin Luther King about peaceful protests to tell me that it's wrong? My man, tell me how many Martin Luther King scriptures, books, passages you've ever fucking read. Probably zero. Probably you just know what you Googled. But talk to me about how when Martin Luther King said rioting, 
is is the is the voice of the unheard like that when you get riots it's because people aren't being fucking heard mm-hmm. our martin luther king said that shit also let's not forget martin luther king in his time they pulled it was one of the most hated men in america yo and then he wasn't hated by black people nope so who was he hated by exactly you know. and then let's not forget they shot martin luther king we didn't shoot him nope so don't preach Martin Luther King when y'all fucking killed him, man. Don't give me that shit. Don't give me that shit. Also, let's not forget that towards the end of his journey, he started to realize that peace wasn't a way, was an option, but it wasn't the only option. He was mm-hmm. very good friends with Malcolm X. There was a reason for that. Because he understood what Malcolm X was doing. He didn't agree with it, but he understood. And that's the most important part here mm-hmm. is understanding. You don't have to agree with me to understand me. Once you understand, that's the way you can make an action plan. Yeah. But you can't make an action plan if you don't understand what you need to make an action plan for. Change comes from understanding 100%. And when we tried peaceful protests and words, they didn't hear us. When it turns violent, when it turns into the masses, when now they're being affected directly, now there's a bit of an understanding. There's a change happening. Things yeah, get different. Shit, and- we just woke up today to find out that there are other people around the world protesting Black Lives Matter. In Ireland, they're protesting Black Lives Matter. In Ireland, bro. You know any black Irish? No, I don't know any black. I, I, Not said, the term black like, Irish. Like Irish, I know some Irish. Yeah. Not the black-haired Irish or black Irish person. No, like a a a black man born in Ireland. Not very many of them, but they they they're protesting with us. Yeah, they you know are, they're taking up crazy. around the world. South Africa protesting Black Lives Matter. South Africa, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Crazy. The one that was the. The, the last to get rid of man South Africa is the most un-African place in Africa <laughs> yo and their name is South Africa and they protest in Black Lives Matter the world is sick of America's shit and how they treat black people the world that's crazy imagine that imagine people all over the world care more about us than the people that we live directly next to it's a man overseas right now that cares more about me than my motherfucking neighbor. Insane. But that's real. That's the reality that we live in. Because their divide is real. Slavery was not that long ago. It's true. But well, we forget years, that. 50 years, it's not a long time. They tell us, get over slavery, but never forget 9-11. How does that work? That is very hypocritical, and I never thought about that until you just. That's a real it out. thing. Mm-hmm. We still bomb in the Middle East because they blew up two buildings. Mm-hmm. That's a damn shame. I didn't even think about but that. But we we look at the way black people react because our people keep getting killed, and we look at us like we crazy. You know what? One what of kind of sense does that make? That I did realize is that fe- oppression comes out of fear. You're not wrong. And I, f- I feel that there is the reason why is because they are afraid of what would happen 
where we actually to unite. Now, they think that we're going to be savages and just kick them out. Not all of them. When we say they, we know who they are. Yeah. When we, we, okay. Keep let me, in mind, let me this I'm hypocritical. Me, a hypocritical myself. It's going to happen. I'm not going to This conversation is going to be some hypocritical things that are going to pop up. And we already said that. So, let me not overgeneralize here. The ones who are afraid of their position of power or the, 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 I guess, the financial gains that they made, whatever stature, power, whatever land that they own, they're afraid that once the black community and those who are um, affiliated with them come together, that the way of their way of life is going to completely blow up in their face. Now, I know, Ace, you know, I got to get you out of here, bro. You got to go down to the city. By the way, if anyone's asking or, or curious, yeah, Ace does live in the city of Philadelphia. There are riots going on downtown right now. They're getting closer to his crib. Um, we are making sure that Ace is obviously going to be safe. We're going to wrap here to see if he can get home. Obviously, if he can't get home, he's going to stay with me in the suburbs. He knows he always has a place to sleep here. Um, but for the most part, we're safe. We live in the suburbs. You know, well, I personally live in the suburbs. I'm like 25 minutes away from the city. So if the looting gets here, well, I'll still be all right. You know, you know, <laughs> me in the, you know. but no, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, but seriously, we're going to get Ace out of here to make sure he's safe. But, uh, you know, one thing, Ace, I do want to talk about before we get you out of here um, is, is where does this end, bro? Like, what's the end game? Like, and I know, like, it seems weird for me to ask that, but like, what, like, how do we get the change that we want? And I know you might not be able to answer the question, but I just want to know in your mind, like where, where's the end? I mean, in, in my mind, the end is set in revelation. The end is when Jesus returns, he's going to bring this land and the meek will inherit the earth. And what it means is he's going to get rid of all the wicked people. And those who are together as one, We'll have the earth. Now, granted, when it comes down to it, out of what humans can do, understand each other. Get a better understanding of your neighbor. Don't hate and don't be very quick to action. First, get an understanding of where they're coming from and why they act a certain way. And then, if what you feel is right, then think about it again. Because what you should, if you, if it's going to be a wrong, a wrong reaction, like you're going to do something with violence or something with hatred or not say something that's going to uplift that other person, you probably shouldn't say it. I mean, take Abraham Lincoln, for example. He actually had, he, he had a, it was a war against, he had someone and he wrote a letter to them and it was the most incriminating letter. He was cussing on everything like that. He went to send it, but he didn't. He cut it up and left it in his drawer. Yeah, because yeah. it gets it out it lets you get it out but you don't actually have to let that put that person down because all you're going to get from that person is the same thing you put out people are mirrors yeah i think um i mean the 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 only thing i can say is it it does it does end with understanding because really that's all we want but it, it's going to end with admittance admit that it's wrong. Like until people can start admitting that wrong things are happening. And I understand that people are, there are, there are select people who can admit to it, but it's not the masses yet. The allies are still the minority with us. I, to all my white friends that's out there on social media, posting that positive shit. 
I see you. I hear you. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. To all my friends out there who have been silent, if you're silent because you don't know what to say, understood. But if you're silent because you want to be neutral, there is no neutral here. If you're neutral, you're part of the problem and you need to understand that. Because if you're neutral, you're not helping. And if you're not helping, you're part of the problem. I'm sorry. Because that means you're willing to let something continue to happen. You're willing to let hate crimes continue. You're willing to let racism continue because you're not helping. Don't be neutral. It's easy as if you know a black person right now, reach out to them. Ask them how they're doing. Hey, man, you doing all right? You know, it's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world. Just want to let you know I'm here for you. Some black people are really going through some emotional shit, man. I have a hard time scrolling down social media without shedding a fucking tear every fucking day. Because I'm seeing what my people are being subjected to and I'm seeing the passion and I can I can feel their passion and their energy and I vibe with that heavily. Emotionally, I feel that shit. We are not okay as a people. We're not. Check in on your black friends, your family, your neighbor. Just let them know you're there for them. You don't have to do anything else but that. And that's better than being silent because you're giving somebody an outlet. Let them know I'm not afraid of you. I appreciate you. I recognize you as a human being. And I understand what that, that you are going through something. You may not understand what they're going through, but you understand that they are going through something. If you want to help, educate yourself. Ask a black person. Check in on your friends. It's just it's a necessary thing. It's the kind thing to do. Just do it. But don't be silent. Don't let shit happen. And do nothing. Don't be the person that says, damn, I wish I would have. Be the person that says, damn, I'm happy I did. That's important. I agree with you on that. Now, if you're being silent because of the fact that you're out there making action in terms of helping your fellow brother, I understand if you want to be silent on social media so your words don't be misconstrued or taken the wrong way, And so, therefore, you use your actions to speak louder than your words. If that is what you're doing, that is also commendable. For sure. Hey, don't don't think for a second there's any disrespect to anybody who's an ally in in this war. Absolutely not. We appreciate you 100%. If nobody else does, me and Ace appreciate you. 100%. But, at the end of the day, silence ain't going to help none of us. You got to make an act. You got to do something. You got to stand up for something. If you, if you if you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. Be a Your change. Words have never been spoken. Make a change. Be different. This shit doesn't end until everybody acknowledges that it's a fucking problem. Change. We got to. We have to. That's all we got, man. This has been a... I don't even know what episode we're on, but a special episode of World's Just Spinning... Um, you know, find us on all social medias at WJS podcast, man. Uh, if, if you stay with us for this entire hour, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I appreciate you. It, you know, it, it feels good to be able to talk to, to my brother Ace about it. And it, it feels good to be able to talk to you guys, the spinners, the people who want to listen and who decided to stick around and hear what we have to say. Um, I, I, I can't express my gratitude enough. Like honestly, on, on behalf of me and Ace, like, and, and Harry, who's not here, um, no, seriously, thank you. Like if you, if you listened, if you learned, 
um, if you commented, if you had an opinion, if you've reached out to, to any of your, your friends, um, you know, let, let me say on the behalf of everybody, man, like, thank you, uh, for sure. And, you know, next week we're going to come back and, and, you know, we'll reflect, we'll see where the world is at. And, you know, hopefully we can have a regular episode next week and maybe only talk about what's going on in, in this, this, you know, this civil rights war, um, Hopefully we don't have to talk much about it. Hopefully change comes uh, between now and next week. But, you know, if it doesn't, we'll be right here to recap it and talk to you about it. And we'll be able to reflect on how people are feeling after this episode. Um, but literally, you know, I, I can't express it enough, man. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to what we have to say. Um, Ace, you got anything else to add? Nope. Raise your fists. Be strong. Boom goes dynamite. We out. <laughs>